Welcome to Game Plan on 99.7 Joe FM, your most authoritative at sports talk show on radio. We're on from now till 3 p.m. Putting on rather perspective on all of the week's top sports stories. And there have been a lot this weekend. This whole week, yesterday in particular, news broke that 21 players that had been suspended by the Ghana Football Association's Disciplinary Committee, a decision upheld by the Appeals Committee, that has now been overturned by a higher jurisdiction. A higher judicial body, the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And it did not just overturn the decision, it's also fined the Ghana Football Association 12,300 US dollars in total. Oh, 9,300, I beg your pardon. 9,300 US dollars in total. $300 each to 21 players. Coming up to 6,300. And then one other player alone, Richmond Lamptey. He has been, uh, well, the GFA has been ordered to pay him 3,000 US dollars. And all of this dates back to their alleged involvement in the match fixing scandal that has now seen Ashanti Gold completely eradicated from the Ghana football books, demoted to the third division. So the question everybody is asking is, what does this decision mean for even Ashanti Gold themselves? And for these players, is $300 really enough for the damage it's caused them since that ban was put in place? All your questions will be answered here on the show. But ultimately, does it bring into question a lot of the decisions from our disciplinary committee? I saw somebody say on Twitter that uh, if everybody else had enough money to go to CES to challenge every decision from our disciplinary committee, the Ghana Football Association would pay so much compensation they would be broke. Apparently, of course, insinuating that uh, a lot of the decisions are questionable. But we'll look at this particular one and the merits of it and its overall implication on our football. So that's on the agenda today on the show. The Women's World Cup is still ongoing. Nigeria yesterday recorded a famous win over host nation in Australia. The other host nation, New Zealand, also lost surprisingly to Philippines. And so now the two host nations... Are, real, are in real danger of getting kicked out of the competition in the group stages. But they want equal pay. <laughs> oh, goodness me. All right, we'll have a look at that. Chelsea cannot seem to get their match. Moses Caicedo, a new improved £80 million bid for his signature, writing says, no way. Only way they would be considering is pay 100 million pounds in cash or bring Colwell in addition. And then we can consider. Should Chelsea walk away, look at other alternatives, or just stomach it and pay up? You've seen your favorite club in preseason. What's missing? Uh, do you think you're, you have a complete team? Manchester United, uh, they were humbled by Real Madrid, of course, after they beat Arsenal. Rasmus Hoyland on his way to Man United. 
But 10 million euro difference is what's currently holding the deal, of course. What exactly does that kid bring to Manchester United? Why do they desperately need him? So we'll talk about transfers as well. The show is live and interactive on social media. It's streaming on Twitter spaces. Uh, so if you prefer the audio option, just go there, tune in. And um, last week, I dedicated a bit of time to phone calls. Today, I will do same. Uh, this time, I will uh, dedicate a bit more time to phone calls. So you can call in and let us know your thoughts on everything we'll be talking about here. But before then, you can join us on Twitter. Use the hashtag uh, game plan on Twitter. The hashtag is game plan. Leave your message with that hashtag. I retweet it and then share it with the rest of our listeners from across the globe. We're also streaming on the Joy FM YouTube page if you prefer the video option. So uh, go there and check it out. It's also the link has been shared to uh, all our social media platforms. So you can see there, click on it and then watch the show live. Uh, and of course, if you prefer WhatsApp, the number is 055 Very good afternoon to all of you and welcome to the show. For the first time, this show is also streaming live on Hits 103.9 FM. So for all our Hits listeners, welcome. This is Game Plan. This show is on every Friday, 1.15 p.m. to 3 p.m. And from now till forever. This show is live, simulcasting on Joy 99.7 FM and Hits 103.9 FM. All right, my guest, uh, he sees it very well. Muftar Nabila Abdullah makes a return after three weeks. Uh, this is his second successive uh, appearance on the show since he came back from his, uh, you know, Chronicles, Bowel Chronicles. <laughs> Daniel Kranting is here as well. Sitjofe Philip Achrim is here. Guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Are you thank all right? You. Good Friday, everybody. Good Friday. Why does Daniel have two microphones? Uh, Pointing to his face. So, so much to say. It's just for that, mischief. That, that's what I'm talking about. Every time he, he has mischief cooking, he would turn two microphones to his it's face. Then lean towards... It's mischief. Is what he's doing? Yeah. Since and the show started, I've not said anything. You've not said anything. You started with this mischief, mischief. <laughs> if I talk right now, then you say... Uh, the question of Granite are itself, he doesn't even know. Yeah, Last no. week, he was here trying to... And the Karim... Yeah. You said my 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 what was the was checking. Hey, bye bye. Ah, welcome Yes, Ken Anza is here joining us for the show this afternoon. Ken, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Wait, how are you? I'm very good. You're you're good. You're good. You, which team do you support? As in uh, national level or, uh, or club at, level? No, at any level. Um. Brighton. Ah, and, Bobby, and, no. Bobby deserve you, 
<laughs> I think. All right. It was lovely <laughs> having you here, Ken. See you later. Let's <laughs> meet. <laughs> 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 no, no, fetch you before he goes. Okay. I think Ken was. Uh, you know you, that mischief is cooking. No, I think Ken me? was the player's secret weapon at Cass. I won't be surprised. Are you not gonna pay me for showing up at least? Appearance fee. With uh, appearance fee, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank 10, you. Appearance, are you not gonna pay me for it? Management committee appearance. Ten thousand dollars. We don't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have my accountant. He will take care of that. Please say the invoice. We have an invoice. Would you pay appearance fee to the pest holder? <laughs> <laughs> No, there, uh, there, you pay appearance fee to the pest no, holder. There, there is enough independence. <laughs> you get an invoice. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get right into it because there's quite a lot to decipher from this ruling. So yesterday, uh, a ruling came out, of course, from the Court of Arbitration for Sport, and it's quite a lengthy one, and and it had to do... It was basically a ruling on the appeal filed by the PFAG uh, on behalf of 21 players who were all uh, banned, uh, suspended by the Ghana Football Association uh, for their involvement in the match-fixing scandal between Ashanti Gold and Inter-Allies Football Club. Okay, so those players were handed various bonds, some of them 36 months, uh, some of them 24 months, uh, some of them 48 months. Um, but they came together as a collective and filed an appeal. And the grounds of their appeal basically was that they knew nothing about the match fixing and that they didn't deserve the kind of punishment the disciplinary committee handed to them. As far as they are concerned, if anything untoward went on regarding the match fixing, they, the players, were not involved. And you remember some of the evidence that the GFA disciplinary committee used to ban these players. They said some of them were having phone conversations and some of it was hearsay. Somebody said he had heard the scoreline that, you know, like haven't you been told about playing a fixed game? And all of these things were as a result of hearsay or testimony that they reportedly received from other players. And so at the end of it, the club was demoted to Division Three. Uh, club officials were banned, Division 2. Club officials were banned, uh, including the club president and the club CEO. Uh, and then 21 players were banned, together with Richmond Lamptey. So if you add Lamptey, that's 22. So Richmond Lamptey was playing for Kumasi Asantukotoko at the time. He was giving, I think, a six-man ban, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, stand to be corrected. But he was handed a ban as well. The 21 players came together. And the PFAG, the Professional Footballers Association of Ghana, came together and filed an appeal at the Court of Arbitration for Sport on their behalf because the Appeals Committee of the Ghana Football Association had already upheld the decision of the disciplinary committee after they appealed. And it took quite a long time, but the ruling is finally in, and the Court of Arbitration for Sport was very much... Uh, it did, they did not uh, mince any words whatsoever. Okay. And then they just said, so I would just go through the ruling from paragraph one, which says that the appeal filed by Mercedes, Alex Asu, and these are the players involved. So if you know any of them, call them and tell them. Alex Asu, Felix Abuska, Mohamed Zakari, Shaibu Tofik, Fad Ibrahim, Richard Aqua, Eric Esu, who plays for Hearts of Folk now, Emos Kofi Nkrumah, Stephen Owusu Banahene, Kwame Moses, 
Mpemda Costa, Franka Kutu, Isaac Opokwajman, Solomon Efriye, Mohamed Bailu, Emmanuel Ousu, Samed Mohamed, Paul Asari Devres. You remember him from his Wild Stars days. Amos Adai, a veteran at Ashanti Gold. Abdelkader Mohamed, defender for Ashgold. And Issa Ali, who played for Inter Allies. He says the appeal that they filed against the decision issued on 13th July 2022, so more than a year ago, by the Ghana Football Association Appeals Committee with reference number GFA, and then the reference number is given, and they said that appeal is upheld. And the appeal also, so paragraph 2 says the appeal filed by Richmond Lamte against the decision issued on 13th July 2022 by the GFA Appeals Committee, and then the reference number is given, they said that appeal uh, is also upheld. Okay? And now it goes on to say that the Ghana Football Association uh, Appeals Committee decision dated 13 July 2022 with reference number this, and then the players are all mentioned. And then he says, the sanctions imposed on the following players, then he lists all those players that are just listed, are annulled. Okay? He says the sanctions against all of those players are annulled. And then he goes on to say that the cost of the present arbitration to be determined and served by the CAS court office in a separate letter shall be borne in their entirety by the Ghana Football Association. So it's not just the compensation, but the cost of arbitration, the GFA would pay that one too. It's not stated how much that one is. Then he goes on to say, the GFA is then ordered to pay the following players, then it lists exactly those players, 6,300 Swiss francs, which is equivalent to around 6,300 US dollars, give or take, to be distributed amongst them in equal parts of $300 each. And then the last paragraph says, the GFA is also ordered to pay to Mr. Richmond Lamte the amount of 3,000 Swiss francs, equivalent to 3,000 US dollars. And then there are certain paragraphs that are very specific in the way they describe what this decision means, especially for Ashanti Gold, because lots of people had been asking that question. Now, if you go to the ruling, to paragraph 109 and 110, it says, 109 says, the sole arbitration also notes that the appeal decision also imposes sanctions on other individuals and corporate persons, like the clubs and club officials and other players of the club, coaches, team managers, and that are not a party to these proceedings and that to the sole arbitrator's knowledge decided not to appeal the appeal decision before the CAS. He said, so the CAS is saying they are aware that certain individuals and clubs and entities have also been affected by the decision. But those individuals and entities have not come before the CAS to appeal their decision. And as a result of that, they say in paragraph 110, it says, taking the aforementioned into account, the sole arbitrator shall clarify that this award and that this decision only addresses the appeals filed by the first appellant and the second appellant. So CAS is saying their appeal only addresses the 21 players and then Richmond Lamptey, which together with the respondent, which is the GFA, will be bound by the decision that is taken by the sole arbitrator. 
and that and listen this is critical and that no pronouncement is made with respect to those third parties that were also sanctioned by the appeals committee and decided not to appeal against it before the CES. So this is a really simple matter. 21 players plus one brought the case before us. We have ruled in their favor and our decision only is binding for those specific 21 players plus the one, Richmond Lamptey. And that any other person that was affected by the original decision at the GFA level that did not appeal at the CES level, their decision doesn't affect them. So that question about Ashantigo is answered right there. The ultimate question is, and Muftao has been following this right from the very beginning when this story broke. I mean, Muftao, let's just break it down a little bit here. How is it possible that the GFE bring out a ruling and write quite a lot about the evidence they had against all these players for match fixing, then they go ahead and then impose sanctions on them and they've gone to the highest judicial body of sport and it has basically says you cannot do that they were not guilty and that that decision is completely thrown out they cannot be banned no sanctions can come against them and now they are back um <clears throat> before i i come to that point i just want to read something brief and this one came from cars you would recall when I first wrote to Cass about this matter, somewhere July last year, this was what Cass said. It said that the GFA disciplinary committee decisions, nor the appeal decisions, specified the involvement of each individual player in the match. While there is evidence of numerous communications between the president of Ashanti Gold and a volunteer or official of Interallies, as well as evidence of money transactions between them, there is no indication in any of the decisions rendered by the GFA that the players were involved. The only players named in the GFA decisions are players who did not appeal and therefore are not parties to the present procedure. Guess what? Um, in, in my exchanges, with cars and also i was privileged to have gotten the preliminary report of the ghana football association that was right after they released their statement saying that they've banned the players and the players were actually 24 of them if not mentioned uh, uh saint jose and then hashmin yes but hashmin they, they were not part so what of the actually, collective appeal. Yeah, of the collective appeal. So when I got a copy of that 17-point preliminary report of the FA investigative team, I made a couple of pronouncements. And I said, one, the FA relied so much on hearsay to arrive at their decisions. Instead of providing evidence that these players indeed were involved in manipulating the outcome of the game. Mm -hmm. I also stated that the FA claimed to have gotten Sports Radar, which is a match fraud detection system from FIFA, to also rely on and 
determined that the game was indeed fixed. If you read the FA preliminary report, the FIFA fraud detection system had said that there were going to be at least three goals scored in the game. And they said one hour before the game, they noticed that there were betting patterns that suggested that there was a possibility of the goals being more. I see. Right? Mm -hmm. And indeed, that was what we saw. That was what we saw. But when the FA released their statement, the FA statement claimed that the sports um, or the match for detection system had indicated there were going to be about five goals to be scored in the game. That was, first of all, flawed by the Ghana Football Association. And also, I also mentioned that in one of the points that the GFA claimed that they gathered from the witnesses, yeah. it was that um, Emmanuel Nigogo, <laughs> who was an, the, famous like, team the volunteer, mm -hmm. yes, who was a volunteer that um, spoke to Richmond Lamte and all. And I said, if Emmanuel Nigogo was the man who came and told the FA that, indeed, we I had a conversation with um, Richmond Lamte, and these were the discussions we had, and you relied on that to ban Richmond Lamte, it was also flawed. Did Lamte appear before the committee? No, he did not. He did not appear before the committee. And in fact, even when the um, the FA were asked to submit a written request, a written because he was a court recorder. Yes, a written request. It was Interallies who did it on his behalf. Mm -hmm. So it was done on his behalf by Interallies. But this is basically what I want to say, right? I think that the FA could have done much better in investigating this matter. You think that the investigation wasn't it was not conclusive they relied on so much sentiments public outcry simply because that the there's perception of match fixing in the game I'm so they decided to use these two clubs as scapegoats thank you this incident happened if a memory serves me right july 17 2021 yes the decision came exactly a year later. Within a week, I had published that the FA were planning to demote these two teams to Division 2. In October same year, players appeared before the FA. And in fact, not all of them. Some of them first appeared without lawyers. But there, was, there were other appearances that they had to make. One of the interesting things that transpired was that when they appeared before the committee, funny enough, the FA's uh, document or decision was ready. You're wait, hold on. It was <laughs> ready. Telling and me it that would be interesting before, on, to know you're that. You're telling me that before the FA took witness statements from some, hold on, some suspects, they already had the ruling they, drafted? They, they, they had a drafted decision lying down. And, and you can one support of them, this how? One of them made a mistake, did not cover the document well, and the lawyers of one of the players saw it. Wow. And when um, um, uh, FIFPRO, in fact, it was FIFPRO who reached out to the PFAG first about the sanctions that were imposed on the players and asked them what they should do. That was when PFAG said, 
these are the sanctions the FA has meted out to the players. So FIFA said, do we have a case? FIFA even went beyond the PFAG in terms of gathering their evidence. They spoke to lawyers in this very country. They engaged lawyers. They gathered documents. When the players and their lawyers asked for the recordings of the cross-examinations, the FA refused to give them those recordings. Wow. So if I come to court for cross-examination, you record a conversation, and I ask for a copy of it, <laughs> give it to me. You say you will not give it to me. The FA refused to give it to them. So when this matter went to cash, it was cars who directed the FA to make available those recordings. And they made available eight separate recordings. Eight. So if you had eight separate recordings, that the player said, okay, when we came, we, we had conversation A, B, C, give it to us, we'll give it to our lawyers to mount a defense for us. He refused to give it, and you, it had to go all the way up to cars. I think the FA2 were not being fair to themselves. And if they were really, really honest, they would have given these recordings. And transparent. I'm transparent. They were. They would have given these recordings to the players. They would have given After it to all, their no lawyers. prejudice. That's clear. It. You never. You never did that. And now, FIFA came in. Then, in fact, one of the lawyers of the players was Yusuf Chipsa. He, he just gra graduated recently. Yeah, as, as with a law degree. He, yeah, in with sport. a law degree. Yeah, mm. in sports law. He was. He was one of the lawyers of of the FA, uh, of the of the players. And then the other lawyer from FIFA. Who mounted a defense for these players and told them that we are we are very certain that all these players, none of them was involved in manipulating the outcome. You cannot manipulate a game without involving the though the, and if you read the, uh -huh. the ruling in detail, yeah, right? Yeah. The sole arbitrator agreed that indeed the match was manipulated. Of course it was. But you need to connect it to the players. If you cannot connect it to the players that indeed player A, B, C, player Sicho, player Daniel, player Muftao, player Fentio played this role to manipulate the outcome of the game, you cannot just rely on what Fentio came to tell you or Daniel came to tell you or Muftao came so to tell it, you. So, in other words, the evidence was not incontrovertible. Yes. So, and, and this is where I like to bring Sicho in because, I, you see, reading this, I am not, let me not get ahead of myself and presume that the players are guilty. But I'm saying that, my brothers and sisters, in case you want to refresh your memory, go back, watch the game. Just watch the game. So there's the issue of morality. Watch the game. Watch everything that transpired in the game. And you tell me that the players or some of the players that were involved knew nothing about what they were doing because the players basically executed whatever agenda anybody else orchestrated and this is just by watching you can tell the problem like muftal has explained however is that the gfa could not incontrovertibly establish the involvement of the players so the weight of the evidence did not form a conclusive basis for the bans. So they looked at it from the letter of the law. The evidence simply wasn't enough to convict. This is what it is. And, and if you want to ban players, 
it is a legal matter, not an emotional matter. There you go. And the very day I read those uh, bands, the release from the FA on both Interlice and Asgood and, and the players, I was very vocal on Twitter. And people remember at the time, I said that I've read it like three times. And I don't see anything in that document that suggests to me that the FA could prove that these players were culprits in match fix, no match manipulation. And that has nothing to do with the fact that the game was or was not manipulated. Yeah. If there is a crime scene here and somebody has stolen something, we can all establish that something has been stolen. But we can't accuse, you cannot say for sure that I did it or Danny did it or Fenty did it unless you're able to establish it. So you can't straight away punish me with a punishment of a thief, thinking that because it's lost and I'm in the vicinity, I am part of it. So I said it plainly that, for me, the FA actually used a lot more of emotions than, than, than facts and hardcore evidence. So against, the uproar, maybe. Yes, and they were, they were riding uh, on the emotions. Exactly of, what I was saying, that the public sentiment. Yeah, they were they riding they were on the emotions on. of many Ghanaians who were like, there's my fixing football. You have to punish. You have to punish. You have to punish because the optics were not great. But it's when you get to the court, in this case, cars, the optics do not matter. Yeah. It is the evidence. The evidence and the facts on the ground that matters. And it is why I, I always said that. And when I said the FA didn't do a good job on the matter, I had a lot of backlash on social media. And normally I don't care about these things because I thought many people were using the emotions. But I was just looking at the legal aspects and legal implications. And it's a terrible, it's a terrible look on the FA because the disciplinary committee did ban these players. And the players went to the appeals committee and it bounced off, right? Yeah. So two different committees that are supposed to be a check and a balance were all of the same view and the same position on the matter. Yeah. A superior committee, in this case, court in cars, has said that no, you guys had it wrong because you couldn't find the right evidence to 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 punish these players. But having I, I, everybody knows my position on the FH job, I thought it was a poor job on what they did to establish sure. evidence. I've said it over and over again. But the truth of the matter again is the Ghana Football Association, as we see it, they are not capable of investigating match fixing. Match fixing. They can't. Yes, you're saying that they don't have the capacity. They don't have the capacity to investigate match fixing. It is not because, quite simple. frankly, it's still going on. It is. It's it, and it will go on. I'm saying that match fixing, it is not a, it's a, it's a simple. It's a very subject. complicated. It's complex. It's complicated. The, the level of evidence you need to be able to establish that the match has been fixed. Even though your eyes can see. <laughs> your eyes can see. Your, your, your spirit <laughs> and your soul. Deep down. Is it even a crime in Ghana? No, no, it's, so it's, to not do a, what? it's not a crime to fix a game. It's not a crime in an it's, it's, it's criminal football laws that, that are passed. Yes, it's not a criminal thing in Ghana. It's, it's a criminal thing, thing in Italy. That, it's a criminal thing in oh, Spain. Oh, do you mean so is what? it against the laws of Ghana? Of Ghana yes. yes. So, so what, what we should law. do? Yeah. What we should do is to reorient the Ghana Football Association and uh, reorient its laws with that of Ghana. Yeah. So that the Ghana laws would accept that if you fix a game. It's a, it's a criminal. It's a criminal so thing. The state, the state, so the agencies state can, it, it state agencies cannot come okay. can come in and help. Okay. But if you leave this to the GFA, they don't have it. They cannot. They cannot do this job in 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 a case of match fixing, and that is why we've seen the result that we've seen. They are not capable. You see, when I, 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 I have this discussion with people that betting 
and match fixing they are two different things oh, but two they, different they, things they, they sometimes end in the same place and in fact one of the ways of fixing or or getting the hint to match fixing is by forming very close partnerships with betting companies True. in the case of ivan tony yeah it wasn't the english fa that that saw that the ivan tony was the betting, betting company saw his, it was a yeah. betting company because of the relationship and the agreement they have that actually gave the tip that charlie have a look at this guy yeah we've seen he's got this account he's got that have a look at him yeah so we need to be able to do that but like i was going to end we need to have our national law criminalizing these things before we can effectively investigate and prove them what investigative you know capabilities in terms does the of gfa possess right yes. now what, like, apart from just asking people asking did you say this did you do this did you do this no it's it's complex <laughs> So I, I knew, I knew from day one that even if these players are, are guilty, the evidence the FA brought didn't suggest to me that they were. Sucho, let's look at the forms of match fixing here yeah. and just educate a few people. You, you, you mentioned the fact that match fixing and betting are different, but they can meet at a certain point. Yeah. So in Ghana, the most common form of match fixing that many people would say perhaps is this. See how that, the goalkeeper scored the own goal. <laughs> not just that. So, for example, a club owner knows that they are dangerously lurking in relegation. They know that, that and that's that club owner is me. Citros yeah. club have no chance of winning the league. There's no chance that they will also get relegated. So, the game we are, I'm going to play against Citros team, Citros doesn't need the result. Even if his team is stronger than me and can beat me on a good day, right. they don't need to win. Right. So, I go and see him and I say, please, you don't need the win. I need the win. So, please tell your boys, let's play it soft. Let me get the win. And in exchange for getting the win, I'll give you this amount of money. Mm -hmm. No, you don't even, they don't pay. Okay. No, I'm saying, no, we're yeah, just so talking about the forms the of match fixing. Yes. So, the, so, so, so that's one in, form. In our system, this, this, in our system, it just, just tell me and come and play. No, that's no, all. no problem. That's, that's one. Yeah. So, that's one form. Yeah. Okay. So, a gentleman's agreement at the top. At the very top. And then it trickles down to the bottom. Yes. That's one form. Yes. Another form could be, that, and this is where the betting comes in. Another form could be that I own a team, okay? And I go and see you, sit you, and I say, this match that we are going to play, let's agree on the scoreline. The scoreline will be 3-0. Yeah. Now, and then you go behind and you go to a betting company and you place a bet on accurate scoreline. Yeah. That this game will end three near, and you put one hundred thousand Ghana cities on it. Yeah, and you make your. Readings. And then let's say the odds on it is probably ten. Yeah. For correct score, so one hundred thousand times ten. Mm -hmm. That's one million Ghana cities. Quick. Then you see the person you say, if we play three three, and I place hundred thousand on it, and you also place hundred thousand on it, you, you get one million. I get one million. We get a three. We get our three nil. Yeah. And then everybody goes home happy. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yes, that. So, so. So now, the first scenario where I'm in, you are in need of the points and I'm a club owner, you're telling me that I should give you the three points because yes. you want to survive. I don't need it anyway because in the league that we play, finishing anywhere else but first yes. or the bottom three means nothing. Yeah. You just have to avoid the bottom three or yeah. finish first. Anywhere yes. else means nothing. Yes. So like the first scenario you gave, which is perfect, it doesn't make sense now mm -hmm. that I can, you can come to me and tell me to give you three points and not ask you to give me a correct scoreline. So these days, because of the, the 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 easy access to betting, 
people don't easily only arrange matches for three points. In the, the process of arranging, <laughs> because what sense does it make? If you can give me the victory, why can't you give me the the, the scoreline right. that makes us money? Or even the number of goals in the number, That is the scoreline. Yeah. That is the correct scoreline that makes us money. So the first scenario has now has now has now been moved combined on. with the second. Yes, and there's another side that people don't even look at it. You I'm know? listening. So there's the 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 match fixing, which is the general plan to know the outcome of the game before it's played yes. or when it's being played. Yeah. And there is the spot fixing, yes. SPOT, spot yes. fixing. Yes, yes. Where specific incidents in the game over 90 minutes is fixed. So we are going into a game, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you that my team will get the first yellow card. In fact, I'll tell you that Danny K, who is my centre back, he'll get the first yellow card. Yeah. And betting companies have that on their website. Have this which player will get the best, the, the first, first yellow, yellow card, or which team will get the first yellow card? That's harder to predict, so, so the odds are higher. And they'll fix another spot and tell you that. I'll get the first corner. They'll fix another spot and tell you that I'll get the first red card. For this to happen, the players need to be involved. For this to happen, the top, the coach, the players, at times, the referees need to be involved. Because for an incident that shouldn't be a red card, you absolutely have to find a way of making it a red card. Damn. So, it is not that simple for you to sit anywhere and, and, and investigate match fixing, sports fixing, and sports betting. But the problem now is, if you can fix a match or spot fix, it doesn't make sense that you don't bet it. Because once you're able to predict the outcome or know the outcome... It's for it be- is, be- financial you, benefit. For the, the financial benefits will be to bet on it, to make your financial gains. And that is why we've now seen a very close link of with, for, for match fixing, spot fixing, linked with match betting or spot betting. Yeah. And that is where the synergy is. And then there is also the issue of number of goals in the game yeah which is another form of sport fixing yeah and that was one of the things that happened in the ash goal game yeah. where they said there would be a specific number, number of, of goals, goals in the game but one player hashmin says he heard that there would be a specific number of goals and once they scored that specific number of goals and they substituted him in what destroy everything he wanted to score <laughs> the bet so he goes on and he scores a crazy own goal yeah in order to spoil the bet absolutely so, <laughs> so, so it's not a matter of if they did it or not. It's, it's if you have evidence on how they did it. So the optics, when it comes to the league, it doesn't matter. And so when we wrote on the emotions and there's match fixing, the GFA are not responding. It's been one year. Asgold are still playing. Why is Asgold still playing the league? And the release came. Ghanaians were happy. But I said that, put emotions aside, the job the FA did wasn't good enough to show me that those players actually fixed the match. And Cass has just confirmed it. But I don't blame the FA entirely. Like I said, they don't have the capacity to really, really come forth with those evidence. Yeah, and the players themselves, uh, they cannot be completely exonerated from this whole spot fixing and what have you. Because a player can bet on his team getting the first red card and that player goes and gets the red card. So then Sicho makes the point about what system we have to monitor that. Because how do we know? If Sicho is a player and he's my brother and he's, we go and bet that Sicho will be the first player to get a red card and I've bet I've gone to place a bet on my account, Sicho goes and he gets the red card because he's fully aware that his brother has placed a bet. And that was one of the incidents yeah. In the game, because one of the players said Gave he made it. To somebody Thank too. you. And even if you extend it, only in Europe, when Kevin Trippier, uh, uh, Kevin Trippier was going to make his move to Atletico Madrid, he only told some friends. He didn't tell them to go and bet. Mm-hmm. He told them he was getting close. Oh, my daughter, Atletico Madrid is getting close. These friends mm-hmm. went to bet that Trippier to Atletico Madrid 
It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then he was banned. You remember Trippier yes, got a ban yes. for that. You know, yes. this is why players or people involved that's are where I was to getting know, to to go nowhere near betting. Because you can spot fix. Yes. If I'm a player, I'm telling you I'm gonna get make a crazy handball and get a red card. And I go and bet some crazy amount of money on it. I'll make it happen. Yes. Yes, yes, they'll make it happen. So then it comes to Daniel, the point I made earlier. Morality, integrity, the personal integrity of even the players themselves. Because by the law, these players may have been exonerated. But anybody that watched that game, and every single one of those players involved in that game should have a certain level of shame because that was unacceptable. Fent, you see, uh, I think with the current climate, it's kind of easy for the climate, uh, current political climate in our football. Yeah, It's very easy to use this opportunity to go at the FA and say, yes, they did a poor job. But I'm looking at the ruling as a whole, not just focusing on what they did from the players' point of view. If you look at the detail, the level of detail in their initial ruling when it came to tying in the, the guys at the top, the club owners, the club executives, and the details that they, they went through, it, getting phone conversations, getting uh, mobile money, uh, 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 patterns, you can tell that the FA did quite a good job. The thing is, look, this is not just a, a, a football legal issue. It goes across. Look, there are some cases that you just find it extremely difficult to find evidence to prove. The thing can be looking at you in the face. And that's the two things we need to separate. Morality and, and, and legality. And you said it. The thing is literally looking at you in the face. Yeah. But if you can't prove it beyond reasonable doubt, you are not going to win. But it doesn't mean that it suggests the other way. If you get where I'm coming from. We all watch the game. There is no way that the club officials and the people at the top can fix a game and the guys who are playing it are not at the center of it they can't manifest something that uh, 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 your boss is thinking if you are not fully aware of what is going on mm -hmm. it is not possible but then again when you take the evidence to the court the person who is prosecuting will have to show beyond reasonable doubt and if it's by word of mouth it is not good enough that is fact but again, I'm not going to go at the FA and say they did a poor job. Yeah. Because if you say you did, if you say the FA did a poor job, then you tell me what should they have done? Mm -hmm. How are they going to go back in time to go? Because and also in the but because we've also established they don't have the capacity into <laughs> how many are they? No, this thing if you even give it to if you take it outside the FA and you and give it to the CID, it is a very extremely difficult thing to prove. How are you going to tell? How are you going to draw these patterns? Because basically, it is easy to prove it at the top because of the phone, the phone messages that were exchanged between True. the clubs. But if the club official physically told his player, how are you going to prove that they have that, had that conversation? Then come back to personal integrity. Then come back to pe exactly. So this thing is is extremely difficult to prove. And for me, I feel the FA just looked at the evidence, and it's obvious. If you look at the game, if you watch the game, the Extended highlights videos, even on the FA's, uh, the FA's YouTube channel. You can go and look at it again. There is no way you can look at that game and see this thing has not been manipulated. So the FA looked at it. And they put 1 plus 1 is 2. Clearly, if we've been able to catch the people at the top, these players were also part. But, but what ask, what do, you think, do you think that, I mean, just, just to ask, do you think that if it was a national, if it was a crime, that uh, 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 so the, CID. the CID took over and there is a raid, 
in, in the homes of some of these players, some of these top officials, they grab their laptops, they grab their phones. Do you not think that it gives them the opportunity to even have proper access to WhatsApp messages, proper access to... There is uh, that. If, if, so if there's, a, if there's no. a betting app, if you have a betting app on your phone and they open it, they can even you know, track your things that you've... Because it's a raid. Like we are sitting here, they raid us. Mm -hmm. They take my phone, they take your phone. You open you the phone. You can't hide anything. You, what can you hide? No. Unless you flash your phone from a remote, which <laughs> right now to some way you go feed you. So, you know, so I'm saying that if he had, if he had the cap, in the case of FIFA, mm -hmm. no one person, everybody knew FIFA was corrupt, but we couldn't prove it until there was a raid. By FBI. A and they took, until they had those, in the case of Juventus recently, and they until they raided their Milan office, yeah. they couldn't have proven that some of these transfers were either... Uh, Inflated uh, or... Yeah. So if it was a national thing, no, our, our police CID. Okay, so I mean, I mean, I think it's a fair no, point no, that but, perhaps, but actually, but actually, based on the point Daniel was making, yeah. you see, the FA did not gather any evidence that suggests that there were messages that were exchanged. The very person, at least who, by the players, by the players, the very person who, by, by which players? No, no, because at the part of the FA, at no point did they mention the exchanges of messages because no, the, it was only this player said this, this player said that, this player said that. No, 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 no. The person who had evidence, no, it's true. The person who had evidence of messages yeah. was between Dr. Kweku Frimpong and Imamanigogo. Yeah. When Imamanigogo appeared before the committee, he told them all his messages in his phone were gone, were deleted, were yes. deleted. So, which messages? So the person comes to tell you so that it was more oh, it was more transactions that they they got they, from the the, the, the telecommunications company. That's false. If anyone tells you to tell the person, it's, it's in the ruling. The FA lied. But how can <laughs> you prove the FA lied? No, move down. The FA, the FA, the FA, the FA right, went quiet, to who? Quiet, quiet, quiet. The FA That's went to who? No, no, no. For more transactions, guys. It was Imanigo. Go, thank you. I am making a point. Yes, I have the document and we are interrogating your point. Okay, so let's do that. You are claiming. That the GFA, because the GFA in their ruling clearly stated that they went to the telecommunications got, company. No, it was, read the ruling again. It was Emmanuel Nigogo in this very document who told them the mobile money transactions he had with Dr. Kweku Frimpong and the guy. The ruling so right pull now. up the ruling right now. This is the point. It was actually, was it in point 14 or point 15 in the discussion that they had? Here is it. Just a quick one. Go on. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up exactly the transition. Okay, during the interrogations, um, that's what point eleven. Uh -huh. In the first meeting with Emmanuel Ni Amoa, he stated he got a call the week leading to the match. He said that again that Doctor Kweku Frumpong called him and informed him that he's interested in the match and wanted to win. 5-1 against Inter Allies. And later went on to say he wanted to send some money so that he uses the money for his underground work. Niamwa stated that two days later, thus on Thursday 15 July 2021, he got another call. According to him, the call was from Emmanuel Frimpong, CEO of Ashanti Gold. Emmanuel Frimpong made reference to a discussion Emmanuel Niamwa and had with Dr. Kweku Frimpong. And that he wants to send him an amount of 10,000 Ghana cities. This was, these were the things the FA captured in their ruling. I'm listening. It proceeded to say that Emmanuel Niamwa stated that he gave a Momo agent's number as a quest to Emmanuel Frimpong to send the money through the number. Emmanuel Frimpong called to confirm if he has received the money Niamwa answered, and, and Niamwa answered in the positive. 
According to Emmanuel Ni Amoa, he never contacted any player or management member to inform him about the approaches from Ashanti Gold. Point 12. Emmanuel Ni Amoa stated that Dr. Kweku Frumpong and Emmanuel Frumpong called him several times and also sent him money through a mobile money vendor prior to the match. Hence, we requested for his mobile money records and the mobile money record of his Momo vendor for the period of 12 July 2021 to 12 August 2021. Okay. On 16th of August 2021, Ni Amoa met the investigation team for the second time. He came along with some documents that were requested. That's his mobile money records and that of the Momo agent and also stated that the call records with, uh, will be ready from a network provider in the due course. The mobile money records were checked and he was asked some questions in relation to it. After going through the mobile money records of both Emmanuel Ni Amwa and Isaac Quist, it was found out that there was inflow of an amount of 10,000 Ghana cities in Isaac Quist's mobile money records from Prince Quatin in two tranches on 15th July 2021. So there were records. The FA did not go Provided to... Provided by the guy. The guy. Yes. So his point is clear. The FA didn't independently... They didn't independently gather any, any evidence. Okay. But Daniel, back to your point. So by that establishment, what we are saying is that the FA could have done a better job. Their capacity is And yes. And Sicho <laughs> says clearly that perhaps if they recruited help from... Ghana state authorities, there could have been a more thorough job, if not completely to our satisfaction or to the point that we would have desired, there certainly would have been a better job done on this than what happened, which has now led us to where we are now. Exactly. But you see, how can the FA go and seek outside authorities when the thing is not recognized as a crime you are Thank wasting you. their time yeah, so they will not help you that's the thing yeah. so but, but could the fa had gone to mtm for the details calm down, calm down. i don't think, no interruptions i don't it's, think it is fair so let him finish then the you FA come in that regard if you get me if ah, have, quick example yes if let's say stealing was not a crime in this country and then somebody has stolen your thing the, the police is already dealing with a murder case and you take your, your theft case to the police. Why would they waste, waste time on it? Because it's not a crime. It's, it's not recognized. You get it. Yeah. If match fixing is not a crime in our laws, then the FA can't go there and come and say, help me. I agree. It's going to be extremely difficult for them. So this is a, it's a, it's two def, uh, separate institutions that must come together if it is recognized in our laws. But once it's not recognized, then the FA are left to deal with it on their own. And that's where situation comes in that they are not capable but they are not capable not in a negative sense that they don't know what they are doing mm -hmm. exactly no, that's that's that's, that's how yeah. i want to put it yeah. so i'm saying that look it was an extremely difficult job for them to do it was always going to be very difficult for them to prove it but for me i'm sticking with the issue of morality i watched the game yeah i watched the game i know what i saw i don't care what legal and you see we see these things. It's not everybody who's walking free on the road who has gone to court and has been pronounced not guilty who is not guilty. Yes. Some of these things, they are very, very fine lines. So I watched the game. I know what I saw. Yeah. I know what I've seen. In fact, when we started the show, I went back and I went to watch the highlights. Mm -hmm. I've seen it again just Be to refresh my memory. Goals. Beautiful, sweet goals. <laughs> very suspicious goals too. So I'm saying that, look. I still can't difficult. believe how she means goal. It was difficult, but I'll credit the FA because they welcomed the decision. They said, if you want to appeal, you can go and appeal. They went to appeals committee. It didn't work. You can go to CAS if you want to go to CAS. They went to CAS. They've come back. It has worked. Then they've welcomed the decision. They have, yeah. they have allowed the laws to work. Simple. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. So that is from a positive side. 
But again, as and I sort of lean to what Sicho is saying. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritties of how the FA did their job because it would be very hypocritical if we sit here and we say we could have done a better job without help from our side. And I've already, I've already tied into the point of how it was going to be difficult for the FA to get help from our side. So if you know that help from our side is almost impossible, then you can't sit here and tell them that you could have done a better job. Go yeah. and do it and let's see if you can do it. You can't. It's plain and simple. You can't. So then, they've allowed the, the law to work. But me, basically, I know what I saw. And Speak to the I players. Saw, Speak to them. You can't tell me that Kweku Frimpong came to put that boy in the net with his own legs. He didn't. You can't tell me that you didn't know anything about it. It might be difficult for us to prove it. But we know what we saw. And I think some of these things, let's not use it let's not use it politically because it's a serious kanker in our football and we need if, deep introspection if we seriously want to get rid of it again i'll lean into citrus point this is when the what they call it the, the law the, the lawmakers parliament yes. Yes. committee selection should be on this they drafted, need to come into this thing and clearly use this case as yeah. an opportunity to streamline these things because yeah. If you leave the FA alone, we'll continue to see these things where we'll know that the FA are right. They are trying, yeah. They are right, they are trying, but they are just unable to or unable to prove the matter. Interesting. Thank you very much, Daniel. So uh, the verdict is out there. Uh, the FA did their job. CASS, their job wasn't good enough and they've overturned it. And to be fair to the GFA, they had already lifted the suspension to these players. Uh, way before, so they could register. So all of them it had was Cass, it was Cass who Cass, yeah, Cass has them too. So they had to. No, they didn't Cass, have a choice. It was an order. Okay, there you go. So we're saying the same thing. So, <laughs> uh, so these players we have to establish were already playing. So it's not like the ban was in effect anyway. So it wasn't. They were registered. They were all playing, and now this just vindicates them. You see, that's the thing. You see, the FA actually smart. Yes, they knew that if you go down the legal route the players might win. So they didn't insist on banning them. They yes. allowed, they opened them for them to register, register yeah. continue playing no. so that no. if it happens... No, Dano, that it was an order from Cass. And even the lawyer of the FA, now Odofoli Norte in her argument, said that what we witnessed in the game brought the image of Ghana football to disrepute and that Cass should reject the requests that were made by the players. And the players also came to Cass and said that, okay, if that's what the GFA is saying, then grant us a stay of execution until such a time yeah. the, uh, the, the matter, matter is, is finally yeah. addressed. Yeah. Mm. So Cass granted the stay of execution. That's why the players Without were allowed the to play. The players so play so the play the play play were not going to allow the, the players. They were never going to allow them to yeah, play. They, they were not. They were not. Okay, so uh, that's it. Bottom line, uh, those players had been playing up until now. So I hope that the last 12 months... Since this matter went to see yes, they have had change of hearts. They've they've changed their ways, because <laughs> uh, no, it's true. It's true. I, I'm I stand on the same point as Daniel. I've made it earlier. Personal integrity is extremely important. Okay, you may not be guilty by the letter of the law, but your conscience should also be clean. Is your conscience clean? Is it clean? Were you really innocent? If you were, credit to you. You've been vindicated. If you were not, lucky escape. But the future is still coming. Let's all protect the integrity of our king. It's extremely crucial that we do. What is football? What is anything really without integrity? Politics, journalism, law, business. Without integrity, we're absolutely screwed.
big time. So you have been cleared. Go on, play your football, but please do that with a lot of integrity. Mufta, a very brief one, uh, just like 15 seconds. Um, a lot of people have been asking, why was the Richmond Lamptey case separate from the 21? Okay, okay. So Kumasi Asante Kotoko decided to fire on behalf of uh, Richmond Lamptey. Because at that time he had already he had signed for them. Yes, he had signed for them. Yeah. So the club decided, no, no, let's, let's do it for him. So they filed their own case. Their own case. And in fact, they even went with three lawyers. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so basically, Kotoko going uh, all out to defend their own player. I think that was a smart and, one from uh, the young punter. It was very smart and yeah. it was criticized at the time. Yeah. But now he gets 3,000, the others get 300. <laughs> so, I mean... And in fact, more is coming. Because one thing that we have not even mentioned is that when you take your matter to cast, the appellant and the defendant, you all pay for the legal fee. Yes. And most often, the GFA have gained some notoriety when it comes to paying for these things. They will tell you, you took your matter there, so, so pay. Pay the entire cost. But the cost ruling is like that if you win the case, the respondent will pay the money. Yeah. So the FA has still more money to pay. No, yeah, they, they do. No, it said it in the ruling. Yeah. I, I said so it when I was reading. They will it pay said some the cost of the arbitration, the FA will pay. Will pay. And in fact, well, apart from the money. fines, who? they have money. They, have in fact, they in fact, only two days ago. In they fact, have plenty of money. They will and, pay. And, and, this, and this credit goes to Kumasi Asante Kodoko. In their appeal at CAS, they stated categorically that the GFA will bear the cost of all the entire legal process. This credit should go to Kotoko. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Anyway, so Sicho mentioned the GFA's lawyers. Within the week, they released a statement. Uh, I said GFA lawyers, GFA sponsors. They released a, uh, <laughs> an artwork <laughs> where they listed all the sponsors that no, they, they have, have. They have money plenty. Yes. And no, 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 no. But, but right, in, the, guys. in the last Congress, they had, they had like a 14 million uh, Ghana cities to be in the account or something. Yeah, they have some good money. The GFA say that they, uh, they have a lot of sponsors. So... Uh, Situ said they don't. They don't. There's a nice artwork that uh, uh, the GFA has done, and it has Keto Kriku's picture. It's fresh boy. Uh, yes, you yeah. know, at the top, uh, Mr. President, and it has them uh, there. Betfar, Max TV, Max, Muma GFA, they say. <laughs> My people, <laughs> yes. plenty money. <laughs> oh. Hey, wait, 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 get please. Away. Hey, wait, please. No, no, no. Let's not go. In, let's just let's not go in detail. Okay. Please, right, relax. give them plenty okay. money. No, Sicho has said it. Nabila, ah. keep quiet. Do you work with yeah, Max? Have you, you worked with ah. Max before? <laughs> My friend, keep quiet over Baga, there. Should, should we go to the details Baga. of the document? My friend, Baga. keep quiet over Baga. there. Okay, no further comment. Best power, <laughs> Max TV, Tempo, the footballs. Have they stopped applying or? <laughs> Is that at Macron? No. So what happened to Macron? I don't know. STC, Access Bank. So I want be go go wash, uh, KGL, Decathlon, Betway, Malta, Flora Joy, Mara, Goyle, uh, Sherry. Uh, they give them cars. I remember that one. Zipe, Balona, Night Angel, Awake, Visit Ghana, Melcom, Be Bethel Dental. Ah, oh, they they went there uh, two weeks ago. Woodin, I've seen the Woodin shirts. Uber, Uber. The Uber, they said they partnered it to go and watch WPL games. Even, uh, even the STC is for them to transport the referees. Yeah, uh, yes, like yes, yes. They will take part of And ZAS, which one is ZAS? Anyway, um, so. No, the referees. Referees. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six times four. Hey, that's a lot to. Work. I wait, did you mention 24. I wait, yes, I mentioned that. In fact, did they share the water off? I rough? have, wait, 24. <laughs> so since 2019, 24 sponsors. So please, those of you saying the GFA is broke, the GFA is not broke. Can they can afford be. to pay their own coaching pool.
<laughs> the minister says the coach is old. Both coaches, right? Yeah. He said. He said people should stop saying that they've only paid ZK. He said no, okay. The no, they say, that they've played, paid. they've paid Milo. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. That, that they've paid Milo and they've not paid ZK. And that please, we owe both of them. We haven't paid one. Uh, he, he said, he said that coach, you know that we call him Milo. We have not paid him. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, your messages are welcome. Zero five five one. Uh, 055-11-11997 055-11-11997 The hashtag is Gameplan on Twitter Loads of your messages on what we've been discussing Let me read uh, some of them uh, Of course, before we go into transfers uh, Abdul Hamid on Twitter says Brilliant take from Daniel and Sicho The FA had to make a decision and they did It's unfortunate the technicalities of law favoured the players uh, There's more here um, this message is from Godwin Lade, and Godwin says, uh, People praising Anaya Amponsa for being smart on this Richmond Lamte ruling. You have a so called international lawyer that you paid $72,000 uh, $72, over three years, and all he did was make $3,000 for Richmond Lamte. No wonder club owner would show you the exit. Never again. I think sometimes when we look at some of these, avoiding legal cases, it's also a win. You no, see, we, no, we, we, even, we, even we, what the person said is not entirely accurate. That's what I'm saying. So it's a bit of an, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit accurate. unfair. But um, let me read more messages. Winfred AFC says, on a more serious note, I'll blame the existence of betting companies. Else, why will the class fix a game at a particular scoreline and not just who wins in a match fixing? There's also that. Uh, but the club, the, the betting companies, uh, yeah, they exist. And uh, it's, it's up to... It's no, like, with or without the betting companies, the games will be fixed. No, what he's saying fixed. is that. But now they are making money off the betting. That's so the point, and he's saying that it's because fixing. betting companies exist. No, 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 no. no. Ah, were, but before they were exchanging the money physically. They were exchanging money fact, or we're exchanging the points. Uh, we were even doing lotto. Let me yes. read more messages. Um, Godwin Ladi says, "We live in a country where everybody has taken sides. The guy making serious allegations against the FA. I think you're talking about Muftal. I think uh, if he had all this information, why didn't he come out until the ruling came out?" Uh, interesting. He's a journalist. He has spoken about this many times. So yeah, maybe, maybe maybe he's hearing me for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I've, I yeah. was blocked on the FA social media channels because I said what the preliminary document was different from what the they FA media channels are not the only ones who have and, blocked you. And they blocked. If you joke, I'll go through a list. <laughs> they blocked you. <laughs> you have you a national problem. No, no, no. But he's mentioning the FA. That's what I'm saying. That Let me read because I said something different from the FA. They blocked me. That's all. Okay. And I'm saying that you haven't been blocked by only the FA. So you have a... You like agenda. Good afternoon. Um, bedroom Pep Guardiola from La Paz. If Chelsea don't get Caicedo as a DM, which other player can they also buy to replace him? Uh, we can't allow Brighton to bully us every transfer window. Uh, this one says, good afternoon, guys. Um... Rodrigo no, no, no. Depaul from La Paz. Bedroom hey. Rodrigo Depaul. Please. Ah, he, this one is Bedroom Rodrigo <laughs> Depaul from uh-huh. La Paz. He played defense for the other one. Ah, the, the other, other one, one is Bedroom Pep Guardiola. Okay, no problem. This one is Bedroom Rodrigo. No P. Please, <laughs> can you start with the foreign sports? So we, we that we are interested in the local news, no, we can stop listening to you after you are done with the foreign, please. <laughs> you see that issue? There are people, if you do foreign, they say you are EPL journalist. If you do local too, they say do foreign. What should we do? This one ah. says, with this year's ruling, I think people are making very serious allegations. Uh, and then um, he says, coming to the Women's World Cup, 
Uh, I love the Nigerians' play. Their energy levels against the Aussies was crazy. They are about to write history. They drew with 7 franc Canada and they've beaten 10 franc Australia. Let's see how it ends. Watch out for my Kai Havertz. He would break boundaries and you say this is the Bayer Leverkusen Kai we're building at Arsenal. Godwin in North Kaneshi with that message. Nitojo from Tema Newton says, Ghana, we did. Anything and everything is possible. Um, this one is from Hukpoti and he sends us a passage. Oh my goodness. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, he says, he writes a letter. He says, my dear Joy Sports team, I hope this message finds you in good spirits. My name is Hukpoti Godwin. I'm writing to you today with great enthusiasm to share an exciting opportunity for two exceptional athletes, my sisters, Janet <laughs> and Grace. <laughs> okay, let's hear about his sisters, okay? I will spare you a few minutes. He says, for years now, Janet and Grace have been consistently participating in zonal competitions showcasing their unwavering dedication and immense talent in various sports. Their passion for sports has been a driving force in their lives, and they've consistently proven their abilities during every blessed year they've competed. As their sibling, I have witnessed their remarkable progress, determination, and commitment firsthand. It's evident that they possess the potential to achieve great success in their respective sports and bring honor not only to themselves, but also to any team fortunate enough to have them. Now... We are on a quest to find a new team, he says. And, uh, all right, no problem. Uh, Janet and Grace. All the best. Grace will find Grace. And as for Janet... Grace will find Janet. Jane will find Janet. <laughs> 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 this is Game Plan on 99.7 Joy FM. Also uh, on Hit 103.9 FM. We'll take a very short break. When we come back, we're going to transfers. Chelsea and Caicedo, what's going on there? Should they walk? Should they stay? Manchester United's team and their pursuit of Rasmus Highland. Daniel Kranting has a big agenda or a case with Barcelona. What's going on? What's his beef with the Blograna? We'll talk about all of that. Plus some Women's World Cup, of course, here on the show. Don't flick that doubt. We'll be back very, very shortly. This is 99.7 Joy FM. The show is game plan. Uh, it's exactly uh, 30 minutes past the hour, 2 p.m. And we are running till 3 p.m. here on the show. My name is Fentio Tahir Fentio, your host. Um, here with Sitio Fefele Vachirim, Daniel Kranting, and Muftar Nabila Abdullah gone by. We uh, had a conversation about the Court of Arbitration of Sports ruling clearing 21 plus 1 Ghanaian footballers who were banned by the Ghana Football Association for their involvement in the match-fixing scandal that rocked the Ghana Premier League uh, some two years ago in 2021. Uh, of course, uh, next up, we are talking transfers and your messages are welcome on 055-111-1997. Lots of messages here already. I'll read some of them. 055-111-1997. Use the hashtag GamePlan on Twitter as well. We're retweeting the messages and sharing them with the rest of our uh, listeners from across the globe. But I'm um, asking who your real guy is, your only G for life, the one that's got your back. Uh, and that, of course, is Duraplast Ghana Limited. And they're saying, let's leave no chance to water storage this rainy season. Get water tank, uh, the only water storage tank with water level indicator to let you know the accurate water you have available. Our Duraplast Limited position is a virtue we trust most, hence our consistency in providing you with quality PVC and HDPE pipes for accurate and excellent plumbing and electrical works, including drainage pipes for free 
flowing of water without implosive blockages. And when we say you have 5,000 liters, it's exactly 5,000 liters. You can call Duraplast today on 0242-818-874 for your water tank and other plastics pipes. Uh, and you can locate them. Plot number 10, 11, 12, Dadiban Road, North Industrial Area, Accra. Or locate a distributor close to you for your authentic Duraplast products. Water tank, what a tank. Remember where Duraplast goes, water flows. Uh, yeah, the Joy News Habitat Fair is next Friday. Uh, our thought leadership program, the Joy Sports Thought Leadership Program is next Monday. Uh, this coming Monday, of course, the 31st of July, we had Labadi Beach Hotel, uh, of course, speaking about why uh, the there is low attendance to Ghana Premier League matches. Uh, of course, we, uh, Interest Sports, in collaboration with Joy Sports, conducted a survey uh, soliciting for people's views on why they're not going to the stadium. That program will be where we present our findings and we have experts to try and help us understand uh, and find creative and innovative ways of getting the fans back into the stadium. That's at the Labadi Beach Hotel on Friday. It's open to the public, so you can come around as well. Uh, and then we can have a conversation there. And that's not the only one uh, happening in terms of uh, thought leadership about sports programs or sports business. Sutrofer, Philip Atrim and myself are moderating an Afro-sport uh, football Business Summit, of course, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, where expert panel from around the globe, 20 different countries, are coming into Ghana to speak football business, all of it in trying to find solutions to our football problems and ultimately seeing how we can maximize the business potential that exists in the football ecosystem. That's on Tuesday and Wednesday the Afrosport Football Summit at the Accra International Conference Centre. A little on that from Sicho uh, at, towards the end of the show. Of course, towards the end of the show, you guys should remind me, today's my wife's birthday, so that I don't forget. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, uh, towards the end of the show, we'll talk about that. But now, let's give the listeners what they want. Um, listen, guys. Yesterday, it emerged that Chelsea had an £80 million bid for Caicedo rejected um, by Brighton and Hove Albion, who are not ready to sell until they get £100 million, reportedly, or if Chelsea are willing to add uh, Corwell uh, to the conversation, a centre-back that spent last season on loan at Brighton. The ultimate question is, Daniel, I saw your tweet, you said Brighton are not serious. I've seen other people say Chelsea pay up because Chelsea themselves are not serious because Arsenal had an £80 million bid rejected for the same player only in January. What? Why should you expect to pay this exact same amount of money six months later? You get the point. So, But what alternatives really exist for Chelsea at this moment? Because I think we can all agree that they desperately need midfielders. But Caicedo for £100 million, no matter what, you pair him with Enzo Fernandez. You have two hundred million pounds in Chelsea's midfield, and what do you get from that? Is that the best midfield two in the world for two hundred million pounds? If you're Chelsea, what do you do in this situation? I'm I, I'm going to start with you, Daniel. Huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, but look, I feel sorry for Chelsea. How so? I alluded to it last week. 
the way they've gone about their transfer business they've basically set themselves up so we all knew at the start of the transfer in fact in january chelsea was also chasing kaiseru before the cool down then arsenal became the uh, the leaders the leaders in in that uh, that transfer race arsenal also cooled down we all know that you and brighton have this is it not even long standing it started it just started after they took their coach after yeah exactly so it's become some way you've thinned out your squad to the point that everybody in the world knows that you are basically a skeleton you are in desperate need of players so you set yourselves up what you've done is brighton know that i said is your top target brighton have looked through your team ah, you bought mudrick for 70 something million I don't think it was that you bought that much, uh, but it was expensive. Yeah, it was 80, close to 80 million euros. Oh, look, was like 80 something, 70 yeah, something, 70 something million. million. Okay. 80 million euros. Ah, Wafa Enzo, about 120 million. Yeah, in Druho, 100. 120 million dollars, 105. <laughs> I do know 105. the currency I'm using. <laughs> something, something. Yeah. Ah, do you know the currency I'm using? No, 100 million. Uh, it would be 500 billion Ghana cities. It's okay. Daniel, continue. When did they look through this bully? Uh, assemble team for final they bought for final for what, 70 million 70 million yeah. when they look through this bowling assemble team they look at uh, a group of wannabes who are extremely expensive because mudrick no rich enzo no rich what have we no rich the cook nothing they bought me past the cuckoo <laughs> no you see did you see the goal chelsea considered against brighton oh, did I you see, see cuckoo relax for cuckoo but look, harsh remember that hey, sorry, that was the, the Brighton game, the last game. Newcastle. 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 Look, you saw Cuckoo Relax in the Cuckoo. equation. Relax for Cuckoo. He went out, came back. It was like PlayStation Cuckoo control. Didn't send himself to Chelsea. You went to buy him. <laughs> look, <laughs> Brighton are the same people who sold Cuckoo to Chelsea. So when Brighton look for at 60 something. Thank you. So when Brighton look at the level of talent with Kaisedu and they compare it to Cuckoo. And they add desperation. They see that the thing straight hand. Oh, you think I'm joking? But it's true. Ah, it's clear desperation. And they know that look, this thing Chelsea have to play pay the money. But the reason why I said Brighton are not serious is look, I don't I don't like this thing that some of these clubs do. You see, you have a gentleman's agreement with the player in January that when he signs an extension, it will boost his. Uh, transfer value for for you and you allow him to go yeah then the summer comes now you are tossing and turning about it's, it's not fair because 80 million is a very good valuation for for a uh, kaisedo mm-hmm. in january they didn't accept it because they they didn't make sense it didn't know not that it didn't make sense the time for them to go and find a replacement was just a bit short. And they were in the middle of a season. And at that time, they were actually going for European football. They had a realistic chance of finishing the European And they were vindicated season. for keeping vindicated. him because they made so Europe. So now that time has passed. We all know that, look, you and I sitting here, we know that Brighton already know who they are going to replace Kaiseido with. Brighton scouting, Bobby Dezevi and that cool crew. They, they already scouting. know. They already know. And the boy is probably like 5 million. Do you understand? So, so, no, uh, somewhere in Europe. Somewhere so, in Uruguay. So they'll go and buy five buy, million players. How much did they buy um, Skysedo? Wasn't it like two million or three yes, million? Yes, like three million. Six months later, they sold Bisuma. They had already started planning for yes. Bisuma's exit. They yeah. knew the boy was going. So, quick. But you see, that's why I say Brighton are not being fair. 
because we know that this 80 million should be enough. But again, what Chelsea have done in assembling this team, they've given everybody the impression that they have money to spend. Plus, you've also thinned out your squad and it has produced desperation. So you are po- look wherever you go. If Chelsea enter the Lavia bid, Lavia is going up to seventy million. That's crazy. And, and situ- here's yeah, my question. And it has always been like that. Anytime there is a tag of war, for, a bidding war there for, a, when there's yeah. a bidding war for the service of shoot the player, up. it shoots up. Depending and, and on the club that are involved. The other thing I want to say is that within the week after the Newcastle game, Pochettino said that he desperately needs to trim his squad down. And it's quite ironic because Daniel just said that the squad is thin. But we also know they still have too many players. He actually he took 29 players yeah, yeah. to the US. Yeah. But how many of them are actually... He said, he, in fact, he said, he was specific. He said he needs 23 to 24 players. Yeah. To 25. But he has 29. Yeah. But somehow, Chelsea still need to sign new players. It's a very tricky situation they find themselves in. Here's the question, though. You've seen them in two preseason games. Obviously, uh, that may not be enough body of work to judge. But is there enough potential in there for Chelsea to decide and say, we're going to trust Caicedo and Andre Santos to do that work? Perhaps even Matsing. He has indicated that Matsing has shown great things for him to be in his plans going into the new season. If Chelsea are in a rebuild right now and they cannot get Caicedo for money that they deem reasonable... You think that they should be patient enough and just trust the new boys, or by all means, they have to sign a player for 100 million? It depends on ambitions. As I said, potential wise, Chelsea have got a lot of potentials. Very, very talented young players and what have you. It depends on Chelsea's ambitions. If Chelsea's ambitions are to, to compete for, for laurels, they might need a lot more quality. If Chelsea's ambitions are to compete for the top four, they might need a lot more quality. Because it's not about the potential of the players, it's about to sustain a certain level of consistency at this level. Yep. These young players will show flashes. If, if you blend them with some very talented footballers, they might be able to go all the way. Yeah. But can they go all the way, even though they have potential, throughout the rest of the season? I think that is where they might struggle. They've got a great coach. He will improve a lot of them who will be around the team. But I still think Chelsea need bodies coming through. And, and that is why the Kaisodio signing, and Danny has, made, has explained it brilliantly, because... Brighton know Chelsea are in desperate need of the player and the quality that they've got. Brighton know that Chelsea will need players if they want to get back to competing. And Brighton have, and Roberto Dabia has thrown a cheeky one out there and saying that Chelsea are playing in only the Premier League. We are playing in Europe. They, they, it, there's no point in 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 it's a fact. It's in forcing in forcing Caicedo to Chelsea when we are in Europe and we need a lot more players and a lot more. Quality. He's even speaking to Caicedo's mind too. Yeah, that we are playing in Europe. Playing Why were you going to a team that's not playing in Europe? And you see, for Brighton as well. We need to also establish the fact that Caicedo is potentially their most sellable asset mm-hmm. since they formed the club. It's about their brightest talent or brighter discovery or scouting projects since they, they bought to, since this group started handling. Hey, Oli! And 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 and, 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 and see, Brighton have said things that has indicated that they won't badge or they might not badge. Okay. They've said they rate Caicedo in the ranks of Darklin Rice. Who left for Arsenal for 100, and 100 million for five and five million add-ons? Mm-hmm. And Brighton have openly said that they rate Caicedo in that in, in, in is that know, just a statement or on the football level? Caicedo is the same as like it's, a, it's on the same pedestal as well. Yes, that they rate them at the same level. No, they said that. Brighton, I'm asking you. Yes, that's what Brighton. That from, yes, I yes, get it. You're but asking I, if I, I if, if I you think so. so. 
I think so. You think Caicedo is as good as Rice? I think so. I think so. And then this is why. Because in the position that they play, globally, there's a shortage. Mm-hmm. The position that they play, yeah. globally, they are short. Don't United already have like three of them? They they, they alone who, have... I who, said United. Who, 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 Don't Arsenal have like three of them? Who and who and who? Thomas. Jorginho, Thomas. Jorginho. No Rice. team will take Jorginho now. No team will necessarily take Partey because of age-wise. We are looking at Caicedo, who has got the rest of his football ahead of him. Declan Rice, who is still young and can improve. He can improve Jorginho. He can improve Partey. So globally, the DM position and the way they play, there's a clear shortage in quality. That is why Chelsea don't even know where to look. Mm-hmm. That is why For a lot alternatives. of... Yes. And that is why Brighton are holding up to that, that price tag as well. Because they know. They submit the markets. They know. You can't... Unless you go and buy Chouameni or Valverde or Lavia or Lavia and even Lavia. He played in a, in a Southern team that had no pressure. They were always losing. He couldn't hold the midfield. But you won't blame him because it was the team. Mm-hmm. When you bring him to Chelsea and he has to hold it and make it tight, See, has, he he demo- has he shown the it pressure at will any be level? That he can do it. And that is why I think I said it's that expensive that they are quoting. But maybe Chelsea might have to cook it up and, and pay up. You mean stomach it and pay the money? Yeah, yeah they might. Oh, well, I think they should walk away. They, and some, sometimes. Walk away and get... No, oh, hold no. on. You know, Mustafa. sometimes. You, you, <laughs> you just, just said trust, they should walk away. You just need, you just need to trust what you have Jaisa, at the moment. Jaisa, no, Jaisa. it's not about Jaisa. Jaisa. Daniel, every single season. What if you signed a player today? In preseason, he gets injured. He's out for six months. No, you see, these are very. What, what are becomes very of your hypo- alternatives? These okay. are very hypothetical. It's a clear. No, sometimes one after the other. Okay, sometimes. No, situ, situ. One after the other. On Mutau's question, what if you sign Kaiser is injured? Okay. What if Chelsea goes into the season with the team that they have, and Enzo gets injured? Or Kasede gets injured. Shock. No, I got the argument. I think, uh, w- yeah, Muftar, what they are saying is that the what ifs will always be there. Exactly. That's it. Mean, you should, no, you no, walk no, away no, from no, they are saying that, that the what ifs will always be there. It doesn't mean that it should stop you from doing. That cannot be like a good reason <laughs> enough yeah. to walk away from ah, the deal. At, so, so. Don't you have academy players that you can give confidence to come in? Oh, they are there. Sometimes, sometimes I feel, well, it is not my money, but it's it's quite (laughs) weird. (laughs) It's quite weird that someone is twisting your hand. Yeah. To take over 100 million pounds. They are not twisting. Charlie, it's, it's quality. No, it is their assets. It's a quality asset. Okay, now this is the It's okay. Why is it twisting? I want to get all of your thoughts on this one. Yeah, it's okay. What's the twist of that? Isn't that the patient? No, Chelsea Pay. Why would Mufdao, they ask you for that? Please, he's talking to me. You are talking to Daniel. Chelsea paid over 100 million. I'm really shocked. So, one at a time. Situ, yes. Chelsea paid over 100 million for Enzo Fernandez. A player who had not played over 60 games. In his professional career, won a World Cup. Had a, go on. Had a very good World Cup, but in a very small sample size. And Chelsea paid over 100 million for the player. Mm-hmm. He's coming to a league where he didn't have any experience of it. We've seen Caicedo, who top 10 Premier League midfielders of the season, when he's played. You cannot overlook him. Are you saying that Brighton are not right to say that Caicedo, yeah, he didn't win, of course, Ecuador would never win the World Cup. But for the job he's done with Brighton and the Premier League experience he has, and his age, are you saying that Chelsea can go outside England and get Enzo for over 100 million? Oh, Brighton but are Brighton right. Can't demand 100 million for Caicedo with experience. Brighton, Brighton are right. All right, so Chelsea should pay. That's, okay. that's not clearly the point I was making. 
my no, I'm point it. no it's a genuine but, question you're saying you they should trust but clearly are. my point is that my point is that like Daniel mentioned Chelsea Chelsea are very desperate yeah. that is why Brighton are holding out for that money question if, if was, Chelsea was, it, was not no, desperate question were with another team you think they wouldn't insist if I'm not sure. I'm not sure Brighton would have held out for that amount of money. They rejected 80 million from Arsenal in January. For the same player. When they rejected 80 million, Caicedo signed a contract extension, which means now they want more. His valuation has gone up. Uh, anyway, guys, I, 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 I know that. It's a Premier League money that are, that are, that are quite <laughs> Because you see better players in other leagues who don't go for, for that amount of money. Okay. Ah, Velvedi, also, now, how, how much are they quoting for Velvedi? For Liverpool. Liverpool. How much is Liverpool going for Velvedi? So, just imagine, Macalista. How much did Liverpool sign him? Mama that Macalista guy was incredible. Nice. If Chelsea were to go for the services of that player, they would have quoted 80 million, 90 no, million, 100 million for him. Clause. So Liverpool paid up. And, and, and no, you, you see, no, it is true. Uh, Macalista had a release clause. And uh, Liverpool paid up. Okay. Uh, City, uh, Erling Haaland had a release clause, and City paid up. Mm-hmm. The guy is over 150 million, but they paid 50 something million. All right, cool. That's that's fair. Uh, so um, Chelsea need to pay the money. Just stomach can pay the money. The Chelsea fans, I don't know what you think. Zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Should the club just walk away and trust uh, Andre Santos and Casade, or what should they do now? Because uh, it looks like Chelsea have put all their eggs in one basket. Either it happens for uh, for uh, for uh, Caicedo or nothing. And in fact, if you read the news, uh, Brighton themselves also want to sign Kudus, and and so do Chelsea. But for Brighton to sign any other player, the reports are that it's dependent on them selling one player. And I can guarantee you, Brighton probably will be happier keeping Caicedo than having to sell him and go and bring another player. Um, but that. Uh, Sucho, I don't know. What's the what's the latest on 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 that Kudus to Chelsea thing? Is that is that realistic? Is that going to happen? Because reports were that Chelsea had reached out to his camp and they were close to agreeing personal terms, even at some point. Yeah, there was an indication that Kudus has started showing you know the signs that he wants to leave. He missed club. a couple of training sessions. Yeah, and um, they but said he was injury, was minor injury, and what have you. But the indication that he wants to leave the club. It's not the first time. He's, he's been here before. Last no January. There was an indication that he wanted to leave leave the club. When for he the yeah, start of last season as well, when he wasn't yeah. starting games, and in January as well, there was also that. Mm-hmm. So I think his mind is still there. As to whether Chelsea, what I hear is Chelsea have not necessarily tabled an offer. They went Just to make an yet. inquiry about the availability of the player. So there's nothing really serious, concrete there. But what we've seen is that Brighton have shown like genuine interest that they would like to sign him. But we'll see how that goes. I think he might move. If 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 I ask, do get a very good offer? I'm going to open the phone line shortly. But uh, Rasmus Hoyland United, uh, sixty million, <laughs> according to uh, reports, rejected by Atalanta. United need to pay seventy million. That doesn't seem like a big deal. It seems like that transfer will happen. No, but if the price keeps going up, it may not go up. It's it may, it, it may, look, it's it's a bit too expensive for the kind of player they are bringing in. Because what kind of player is he? Look, I why like do United him. want him? I I like him because I think he fits the mold and he fits what I think the manager is trying to do. He's and and I'm using the base on what we saw at, at Atalanta last season. At, at Atalanta, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Karim! Hey, Karim! Karim! 
You have a sound Charlie. bite. <laughs> Charlie, hey, we had a promo. Charlie, move down. Fenty, what are you referring to? Fenty, your camera. Look, because of this boy. Me caught a dead form. I know I've ended. <laughs> I know I'm finished. <laughs> so, Charlie, who's wait, wait, wait. Say their name. Ah. No. Ah. I'm not, I'm not a fool. <laughs> what we saw in the Syria last season. <laughs> what we saw with, in the Syria last season. With which team? With which team? With Marini's team. Atalanta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What we saw last season, you see, he was sort of like a link up forward. So he wasn't their main source of goals. And I'll liken it to what we saw with uh, Liverpool and uh, Firmino. Not the same thing, but the idea around it. So he was sort of bouncing off. Yeah, players were bouncing off him and getting goals. And he also did that a good nine goals. But the nine goals are very important because when you look at his XG at the end of the season, it was 9.2. And then he scored nine goals. That's a good so with the opportunities that he was given, he was scoring the goals. And you can understand why Ten Hag wants a player like him. Because Man United have a goal-scoring winger who they largely depend on in Rashford. No, relax. (laughs) So, in order to get the best out of Rashford, you need that centre forward who can play with him. Okay. And that's why I didn't really work with Rashford and Ronaldo. Because then Ronaldo will score the goals and Rashford needs to rely on his creativity, which he doesn't really have in his game. So, with Martial up there, with Vegas up uh, up there, players who he can bounce off, it gets the the best out of him. And I feel, if you have a player like... Like Charlie, if you have no, Vegas has gone back to Benny. If you have a player like as in last season, if you have a player like Hoyland up front who can get goals when he's given the opportunity, but at the same time too, he can also allow players to bounce off him. It makes sense because then you have two goals scoring or even three goals scoring threats with Bruno Rashford and then Hoyland, and then the attack can be a bit more free. So I I I, I understand. The you understand why they want him? Yeah. But Atlanta says seventy million or no <laughs> deal. 70 million or no deal. It's not my money. So they should pay. They All should right. Pay. Uh, 0302 216 I'm dedicating seven minutes to phone calls. 0302 997. Those are the phone lines. Your thoughts on all of the issues are welcome. Daniel, you said you had something to say about Barcelona. I'm just going to give you 60 seconds. No, it's a promo. It's a promo for ah. Monday Night Sports Zoom. Okay. It's a promo. Well, so on Monday, a month ago, I made a statement about Barcelona where I said they needed to fix their defense. And people came at me because they were looking at raw defensive numbers. But there are some hidden weaknesses in that Barca defense. And it was largely, in fact, the defensive numbers in the La Liga for me personally was largely due to Ter Stegen's performance and the wastefulness of La Liga for it and the low standard of La Liga for They gave away chances like Christmas. Thank you. Gifts. Thank you. And we didn't see the, the same thing in the Champions League or the Europa League where the quality was higher. So on Monday, we'll deal with their we'll defending. We'll deal with their Okay, interesting. Let's go to Farouk from Lakeside. It's our first caller. Farouk. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, friend, um, I was listening and I liked what Ms. Uh, Bao said after that I said it there. I think the maximum we should go is 90, maybe 80 plus 10. If the city don't like that, then we come back home because um, it's not only about this transfer. Uh, Dan said he's already exposed ourselves with the NZD and the mobility, so people think. Once the tickets to the edge, we'll budge in and just be. 
Yes, that's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Ah. <laughs> he called to tell us that his name is Bedroom Rodrigo Dupont. Interesting. Uh, we'll take one last call from Selom in Jamestown. Selom. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. The promise to sign some players to replace uh, the players that are leaving. Has he, has he signed any players or other Who? Club of Liverpool. <laughs> he signed McAllister. You forgot him. Uh, that's the only one. No, they also signed Zoboslai. You forgot him. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. The last player said they signed. What's his name? Because he... No, he what, wait, wait. What's it? What? Oh. So we are expecting that he should get more players. I, I guess you. The midfield, they signed one player. You know his name. Uh, me, I, I, I tell you that I don't know him. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Salam in Jamestown, and Salam will be our last call. Um, that's our show for today. Uh, Daniel, Sicho, uh, Muftar, Nabila, Abdullah, thank you so much. It's been lovely coming your way with another episode of Game Plan. My name is Fentio Tahiru Fentio. Today is the birthday of my beautiful wife. Ah, 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 that's ah, right, that's YC. right. Yes. No, allow him to see, yeah, give a sweet message. She's listening. You are saying ah. ah, is, ah. Relax, lah. Okay, so we are, we are relaxed. My dear Sini. Oh. I 
love you. Oh, fantastic. I love you. Oh, Ah, I love you. Oh, Thank you very much. We're back again next week. The show was live on Hits FM and Joe FM. We're back again next Friday. This is Game Plan on 99.7 Joe FM and 103.9 Hits FM. I'm your host.